welcome to Greenville Radio. I'm your host, Kendall Titchener. On the show, we share how notable leaders apply environment, social, and governance factors in business. Prask and Gatherin is an investment specialist with a deep understanding of equities, the construction of investment portfolios, and the implementation of strategies for effective portfolio management. He spent 12 years at JP Morgan Asset Management, where he was a vice president in international equities. Prask lives in the UK, where he has been collaborating with think tanks, policymakers, and activist investors, using his expert insights into the world of investment management. In this episode, we discuss careers in ESG. Thanks for joining us, Pras. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Well, let's kick things off and uh, tell us about you. Right. So I was born in Sri Lanka in 1982, which was essentially a year before the civil war officially started. My parents acted pretty swiftly to remove us from the situation and decided to flee in the hope for a better future for us. Um, We arrived in Germany as refugees when I was three years old, and I've lived there for 15 years before we moved again to the UK. Um, I went to university here in the UK and began a career in in what we call the city, which is part of the part of London where you typically find a lot of investment managers and banks. I was in data before, moved to treasury, and ended up settling into portfolio management and equities. The role I was performing specifically was that of a portfolio assistant or trade implementation, which is essentially the realization of investment ideas and construction of portfolios. I performed this role for 12 years, and it was there that I first became more aware and interested in the importance of ESG and sustainability. I pursued a part-time MBA from Imperial College London, where I met an extremely diverse cohort from all walks of life. Um, And being around these compelling individuals really inspired me to seek more for myself in my career, and it motivated me to aim higher. I feel that considering my refugee history, my background, and especially since having young kids, that I have skin in the game. And I genuinely encourage everybody to think in that way. And what I wanted to do was find a way to use my skills and experience and knowledge in order to be as effective as possible to drive forward the agenda of sustainability. Great. So why might someone choose to focus on ESG in their next role? What are the opportunities and challenges? We are in a position to really lend our skill set and experience to improve the world as we know it. Um, The last 50 years especially have been possibly the most harmful to our environmental and also uh, social stability. While everyone's objective in a career is to prosper and attain a certain level of um, comfort through wealth or status, even if they don't admit it, here you really have a chance to do it in a way that does not shortchange the education and experience you already have. The opportunities are pretty great at the moment. Um, There are a ton of jobs coming this year as reporting standards and regulation are starting to become more um, effective and hopefully fit for purpose. The salaries on offer are looking more competitive than they were maybe five to 10 years ago. And while the importance of ESG is still not necessarily as clearly defined as we hope, it makes way to really cement your impact and footprint in this movement. The challenges are that specialists already exist in this field, and there is a bit of a race to acquire the most experienced people. 
I do believe there is a certain level of um, ESG incrementalism that corporations are falling into. Most corporate leaders are seeing sustainability as a tool to improve their company's reputation or access to socially aware consumers and investors. However, the spending in this field gives me hope that good people, i.e. agents of change, will filter through the recruitment process and be in a position to really affect change. And ESG can be a broad term. So how can a person determine what their next role will be in the ESG space? Yes, so ESG is a rather unfortunate abbreviation for a whole set of issues that it is trying to address, which is why I believe that transitioning into an ESG career from any background is definitely possible, especially at this stage. And especially if we consider that long-term prospects are that everyone is going to be educated and trained in sustainability, whether it's through your, um, your time at school, university, or in your career. I guess what I'm trying to say is you need to really look at the skills and experience you already have and figure out how to best use them um, when you scroll through job postings. Initially, the gaps will likely be background knowledge and things like learning about the United Nations 17 Sustainable Development Goals. But in terms of determining the next opportunity, I would strongly consider pushing yourself to think outside the box. So when I started my extended networking, I spoke to people from backgrounds in think tanks, policy bodies, um, ethical investing podcasts, lecturers, writers. It was an experience that I will always remember as having been one of the most pleasant set of exchanges with people who believe in their work and how it will make the world a better place. And that that response segues nicely into the next question, which is that we know that companies benefit from diversity of thought. So why does the ESG designation need people who don't come from an ESG background? So diversity of thought is not necessarily diversity itself. The, the former assumes that you don't need to look different from another person to think differently. However, diversity is clearly about notable differences in people. And different backgrounds and experiences bring about different ways of thinking, um, unique viewpoints, and ultimately diversity um, is a tool to enhance the performance of a team or even an organization. And when I say people don't need an ESG background, it really means that a general understanding of what sustainability means is often a sufficient starting point because this discipline thrives on diverse experiences and opinions. Diversity is intrinsic in the way ESG is applied. And the added focus of the social side of things, the S in ESG, will open up opportunities for people who are more attuned to factors that have played out in front of our eyes since the pandemic began. Um, namely, how are companies responding to challenges of a global pandemic? How are economies going to bounce back from a reduction in output? But also, what are the business practices that give a good indication of how companies are treating their workers? Yeah, I, I appreciate your comments too on um, on the, the having a fundamental understanding of what sustainability is. I know that I personally didn't. I, I viewed sustainability purely from an environmental standpoint prior to taking a system sustainability course through my MBA and understanding all of the environmental, social, and governance factors that that encompass sustainability. So I think that's a, a great point that you highlighted. 
I um, think um, if, um, to add to that, um, I recently read an article that talked about um, how um, climate emergency and uh, racial injustice emergency are so interlinked through history that there is a, a definitely an overlap, but because environmentalism has been so much more prevalent um, in our lives you know, for the last 30 years, oftentimes that takes the precedence in people's minds when they hear the words, uh, they, they hear the letters ESG. Yes, that, that's a great way of, of uh, framing that. And, and so I'm really interested in your response to this next question, um, which is what are the dangers of echo chambers in ESG? Um, the people in the financial services industry have a habit of almost exclusively talking to people like themselves. Um, yes, they may speak to external consultants, companies within different industries, and possibly economists in the media. But for the large part, they put on seminars and workshops that repeat the same message. And, you know, I am talking about research meetings where the gatekeepers of the outside world water down public opinion and societal backlash on issues such as capitalism. Um, and it is almost as if we've been outsmarting ourselves in, in, into a corner um, in this industry. And I think the danger here is that we will simply end up believing our own hype when it comes to ESG. I believe there are some very strong or stronger voices in this space that get shut down because their opinions and ideas are almost too radical for the ears of leaders in banking. But even on a more neutral level, we could do more in terms of avoiding the PR exercise of talking about the same thing to the same people. The only way change can be effective is by fully embracing it and by looking for diverse audiences to communicate and share with. Yeah, that's uh, so. those are some great insights. I think that as someone who um, my career has been entirely in communications and a lot of my work has been focused on I guess strategically trying to avoid some of those echo chambers and, and focusing on incorporating some of the more neutral or middle of the road and, and sometimes radical voices into the conversation to avoid, like you said, believing uh, our own hype. What are the biggest areas of growth and need in ESG? So there are many growth areas, especially on the data side of things. We have some interesting companies trying to revolutionize the space, um, combining ESG with another theme of the moment, which is machine learning and artificial intelligence, is likely going to be a growing sector. But I think one of the unsung opportunities for growth is that looking at investments under the lens of sustainability doesn't just create new opportunities, but also expands existing ones. There are many factors that feed into this from top line growth, cost reductions, a slowdown in regulatory interventions as companies become better at their practices, but also improved tactical asset allocation, where, which is really about the usage of um, optimization of your existing investments rather than attempting to core drivers and momentum between assets. Um, so I think there is a lot of untapped potential within mature investment processes that could lead to growth. Um, a lot of this growth happens by osmosis. You have peer reviews by the PRI on EU taxonomy, for example, which will force banks and asset managers to own up um, to their practices because it's so transparent and they have to up their game. And this is when greenwashers and green wishers feel the heat. What are your thoughts on the future of reporting standards and EU regulation? At the moment, it feels like financial services as an industry is currently 
being held but to task by a collection of many well-meaning and effective paradigm shifters. So you have regulators, policy bodies, think tanks and activists um, who are highly critical of um, the financial services space. And I think it is right that policymakers are engaging companies on how to fine tune reporting standards, but the need for independent thought and process should not be lost in all of this. Um, new regulations that standardize ESG reporting in Europe, for example, will create the need for many index providers to conform to homogenous scores and factors. I think the problem with data is that unfortunately the industry is still at the very beginning of this change, despite having had corporate governance experts in their ranks for decades. So what are some ESG-related networks, associations, or groups that you recommend prospective candidates connect with? There are many broad and niche networks and associations, and I am not particularly well-versed in them, in all of them, to be honest. I think whatever your particular interest in this field is, be it farming or um, climate policy, there will always be an organization that's a so-called thought leader in this field, or at the very least provide excellent free materials for you to make yourself smart. And some that spring to mind um, immediately are FAIR, which is the Farm Animal Investment Risk and Return, um, the PRI itself, um, the Climate Policy Initiative, but also on thinktanks.org, who have some very compelling content. My own strategy is to sign up to organizations like the Chatham House, who are more broadly speaking an international affairs organization that help the world to adapt to seismic changes. Um, understanding broader themes, i.e. seeing the bigger picture, is going to be very useful for when you embark a new career in ESG. Um, and I believe they also put on virtual networking events. Um, LinkedIn is still my go-to place for discovering networking opportunities. I noticed that once you are in with one with some of the more vocal uh, protagonists in this field, you absorb their content and shares and you will see your network increase and people reaching out to you to talk to you or have you speak at events or just to have a coffee over Zoom to pick your brain on some 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 things. I'll have to second um, that shout out to LinkedIn because I mean that's how we connected and and who knows if we ever would have crossed paths if it weren't for that. So <laughs> indeed. <laughs> we're a real live case study here. <laughs> indeed. Agreed. <laughs> Um, so are there any tactics you uh, used or will use to, to land your role? Uh, what advice do you have for job seekers? So when I decided to redirect my career, I went back to the drawing board and completely shut myself off for a good few weeks. I read anything and everything I could get my hands on. I studied papers. I attended free courses. I listened to a lot of views on podcasts, documentaries. And I also saw the growing interest in the media for this topic. Um, this was like therapy almost. And I really encourage people to go through this process. Um, it's a bit like a journey of self-discovery. Um, and, you know, we are still in a lockdown effectively um, in the UK, as, at least for another few months. So I would really use this time as much as possible to get a head start on this. Um, my approach was very rudimental to begin with. I exhausted my network. I tried to get as much Zoom time with as many senior people in my network as possible. And this was just to garner advice, inspiration, and possibly help. At one stage, I got as far as I could within my own network, and I started to contact people who I simply felt would be interesting to talk to. And that's when things really started falling into place. I 
had a most memorable conversation with a pension fund manager in Edinburgh called David Hickey, who was completely open and full of honesty and encouragement. I contacted him at a time when I was feeling quite disconnected with the concept of a career in financial services. And he did a great job to possibly sense that, but also to give us time and advice to keep me going. And he put me in touch with a few people in his network and it really took off from then. And my advice um, also would be to keep an open mind when it comes to your next role. I wouldn't be wed to an industry, a company, or even the size of a company or a particular brand. I would think about where you can be the most effective and then consider if this destination lets you bring your authentic self to work every day. I think that you touched on a, a really interesting point about reaching out to the that pension fund manager. And, and I've noticed that reaching out to people, usually via LinkedIn to, to have these really high caliber guests on, on my podcast, it's interesting how people that you sometimes may think are completely out of reach for you are actually the most receptive when you reach out. Yes. So uh, it, it sounds like you had a bit of that experience yes, absolutely. too. Yes, absolutely. I think um, I found that especially in this, in this space of ESG sustainability, um, responsible investing, the people that I connected with were so much more open to uh, dialogue and helping than, you know, they were, you know, 10, 15 years ago in the very same industry. So I think there is, um, I think sustainability transcends not just the discipline itself, but also the way people conduct themselves. Absolutely. So are there, are there any thoughts you'd like to leave us with? Yes. Um, so many people have had epiphanies in 2020, myself included, and we will likely not get back to a situation where we will all be at home for prolonged periods of time because our response to mechanisms to issues like pandemics can only improve. And I know I might sound a bit naive, but I'm also an optimist. And what I really want the listeners to consider is if they truly feel like they are in the right place to make a change, and if not, what is stopping you from taking the steps to get there? Um, if you identify some of these things for yourself, it will likely lead you to lead to a domino effect where before you know it, you'll be polishing up your CV and looking for exciting roles. So on that note, how can listeners get in touch with you? It's funny you ask because my wife encouraged me to create a new Twitter account this year. One, <laughs> one that is a bit more serious and a bit more professional. So I gave that a go a few weeks ago. My username is at Praz is thinking, but you can also connect with me on LinkedIn. Perfect. And we'll in include a, a link to your, to your networks on, um, on our social media channels too. So thanks so much for joining us today. I have been really uh, interested in, in your thoughts and especially we haven't had any, anyone on the show from uh, the UK namely and so i know that there's a lot of thought leadership that happens um, in your industry as well as in your geographic location so thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me today thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure thanks for joining me on this episode of green bull radio i'm your host kendall titchener Please submit guest ideas and ESG-related questions via our social media at Green Bull Radio on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Thanks for listening.